Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dear listener, you are now listening to the new season, the season premiere of season two of the wonderful world of ASDF Batman with a very special and very new guest. Winter. Winter. That's all. 400. 400. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I come. I did not know which one. I, I should have asked you first oh which one you wanted to be called. <laughs> SMH, my dude. SMH. SMH, my head, my old foe. Um, yes um yes welcome to the new season uh i'm very glad to have someone new at for the um for the season just like last time and um uh yeah can't cannot genuinely cannot wait to have you on the show even more um (laughs) we're not gonna make the bc joke let's not do that well we'll just say bc is gonna be gone for a while guys um there's some stuff going on yeah uh it's gonna be okay i think he just has to go to court for a few days that's all yeah bc uh so today we're gonna start with the new format new 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 format i genuinely can't wait real to see this new format um yeah as of recording right now it's really close to the um date where we're where this is going to drop um we're going to do a lot of cramming in and uh but honest to goodness it's something that that i think we're both going to enjoy like quite a ton i think we're both going to enjoy it a lot so winter tell us about the movie we're going to talk about later do I say the movie or do I just yeah, yeah, say the movie? It? I just, yeah, okay. Say the movie. Uh, so SDF gave me the pick. So I went with a movie I've been dying to see for years. A few good men because good men. Good men. I can finally handle the truth. <laughs> the truth of what? <laughs> that BC is a piece of shit. I'm kidding. I'm he, kidding. I'm kidding. I love you. He is though. I can't believe he did what he did. It's so shocking. I, we can't even tell our viewers. Um, yeah, we can't I think even tell you. The ones that found out are gonna leave though, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're joking, guys. We're joking. Yeah, we're joking. We're, we're just um, joking. Um, so a few good men. A few good men. Directed by Rob Reiner. Released in 1992. 138 minutes. Um, in the heart of the nation's capital. In the courthouse of the U.S. government. One man will stop at nothing to keep his honor, and one will stop at nothing to find the truth. When cocky military lawyer Lieutenant Daniel Caffey and his co-counsel Lieutenant Commander Joanne Galloway are assigned to a murder case, they uncover a hazing ritual that could implicate high-ranking officials such as Shady Colonel Nathan Jesse. <laughs> so, for anyone who has not seen the film... Um, you, if you have no idea what this, if this doesn't sound recognizable to you at all, you'll know one specific scene I'm going to play for you right now. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So yeah, you recognize that soundbite. If you don't recognize that scene, then you've been living under a rock for the past 30 years. I don't know what to tell. It's 30 it's years really, old? It turns 30 this year. What? Oh my gosh. It just hit me. 
that this it, it does. Out. It's either thirty or forty. Uh, it, can't be, it can't be forty. You good man? It turns thirty this year, doesn't it? Nineteen ninety-two. Holy shit! Oh my! God. Let's find out when. This oh my perfect. gosh! This is perfect. Wait, wait. Uh, December ninth. So oh. we're 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 eleven we're le- we're we're eleven months away, but. <laughs> Oh, well, we're just so excited to do it. So we, we decided to do it now. That's Dude, why. That is crazy. Oh, man. I didn't even realize that this turns 30 this year. I wasn't around at that time, but. I wasn't oh, either. Goodness. Fun fact for our viewers. Me and, me and SDF shared the same birthday. We were born yes. on the exact same day, same year. Like, like when he, when you told me that, oh, man, that was crazy. We're both. Yeah, we were both. I was shocked. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> which one was older again? Which one was older? I was born in the morning. When were you born? I was born in the morning. Oh, right, right. You're older. You're older than me by like but, a couple miles. Oh, a couple miles. Hours. Well, a couple miles. I mean, we are a couple miles yeah. away. Oh, yeah. only, two, only, only literally two miles away. That's all. Yeah. Um, um, what is it? Uh, but yeah, um, a few good men has been highly regarded as a really good film. I mean, it's not as crazy as so many people might think it might have been, but um, but everyone recognizes this movie because of the infamous scene that we just showed you. Jack Nicholson screaming, "You can't handle handle the truth." The truth. <laughs> to oh. to um to Tom Cruise, who screams first, saying, "Screaming, screaming! I want the truth." Um, a few good men, I believe, has been nominated for a couple of Oscars. I'm sure it has, like, like for writing at least. Oh, okay, it was nominated for four Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Sound Best Film Editing. For Did 1993, it no, uh, it won none of these. It was yeah. um, hold on, it's being everything's being a little slow right now, but um, I definitely I thought it was gonna be nominated for best for best um. For best, um, what is it? Crap. Screenplay. Screenplay. I don't know why I forgot the word. Google's making good. stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, I'm actually kind of shocked it was nominated for best picture. Wow. What else was nominated that year? I wonder. If it would load. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You're good. Um, but yeah, um, I'll look it up. Thank yeah, you, um, best film editing. Yeah, I'd say that's a that's some. I, I'd say that's pretty deserved. Um, the film is pretty. For um for a two hour move for a two hour and ten minute movie um it's um it's pretty snappy on honestly it's pretty snappy but um oh goodness you didn't even pull it up oh my gosh I don't want the winners I want an overview oh my gosh what nominees and winners there we go the sound mixing sorry I'm just looking through all the oh a river runs through it. We got nominated for best screenplay. Did it get best picture nomination? Did it? Uh, I can't find it. I love a river run straight. Have you seen it? Uh, you have to remind me what that one was. Uh, there are um Presbyterians. They do fly fishing often. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Uh, I love it. it I watched it in, in my film class a few years back, and yeah, a few good men got nominated. Um, Unforgiven. Unforgiven uh, one, yep. Unforgiven one. Uh, what else? Uh, the Zen. Crying Game, um, Howard's End, and Sense of a Woman. Oof. I have not uh, seen Sense of a Woman. Say, um, who won? Actor in Supporting, <laughs> Gene Hackman, Unforgiving. 
a forgiving, unforgiven. Um, oh wow, Crying Game also got nominated. Um, wow, Al Pacino and Glenn Gary Ross. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what else was it? it was editing. What else was nominated? That Unforgiven one. Um, Basic Instinct, Crying Game, Pew Good Man, and The Player. Ooh. And uh, what else was? Oh yeah, it was um Best Sound Design, I believe. Yo, Aladdin got a nomination. Aladdin got a nomination. Yeah, for a couple things. Oh, really? What else? What else, what else did it, did it <clears throat> uh, nominate for? Let me find it. Um, uh, I just saw it too. Like, that's annoying. Oh, they didn't have best animated film yet. That's no, they did right. not. That that happened. That happened that in was... uh, two thousand. That they they introduced it in two thousand, yep. and Shrek was the first one. If yes, serves correct. Yeah, um, Aladdin was nominated for best music and best score. Um, it nominated, it won those. Um, oh wow, it had it had um two best original songs. Yeah, it had, it had best sound. Ed- oh, all right, and best sound. Alien three visual effects. Yeah, yeah, Batman I saw Returns. that. Batman Returns, that... best visual effects and best makeup. Cool, that's uh... pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. This... Sorry, this is kind of tangential. Uh, but yeah, sorry, you were saying. Um, what was it? Oh yeah. Um, I assume this film would be wow. Looking into it, I assume this film would be a a, a big critical darling. Um, as in like um awards wise, I thought it'd be nominated for almost all of them. But you know, I've seen the film twice now. I believe two or three times. I've always enjoyed the viewing of it. If it's it's a really good film, if a bit long, even even though I said even though I said a minute ago the editing is snappy, I definitely don't think the film should have been this long. <laughs> um, How long is it? Uh, almost 140 minutes. Almost like that's two hours and 20 minutes. Um, okay. A lot of people really enjoy the film, which I don't blame at all. Um, the performances have always been great. Tom Cruise does an, does an amazing uh, lead lead performance. Um, I don't blame them not um, nominating that year though. Um, out of like all his performances, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely it's definitely a highlight in his career. What would you say is your favorite performance from him, or or um or um role? I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in. Only thing that's coming to me is the Mission Impossible films, and as and he's, exactly... he's pretty, I'd, I'd, I'd say he's pretty great in those. I'd say he's pretty darn great. I, I should, guess I should, so. I should do. A, I should do. A, I should do a Mission Impossible um, episode. I should do that. You should do a. Since you're rewatching Godzilla, are you planning on doing yeah, like? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm wanting to do that, but the only reason why I wouldn't do it is because it's only me doing it. <laughs> and you I guys, think, I'm very sure you guys won't join me because it's, if I had more time, I would watch it. Um, I think Soda's watched most of them though. Yeah. Um. What else was it? Um, but yeah, I'm. I should do a Mission Impossible episode. I should do one. That'd be that'd be fun, or at least do it that as would a series. Be. Um, some of my favorite roles from him have been in um uh, has been Mission Impossible. Um, um, <laughs> the Hollywood producer in Tropic Thunder. He 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 was fucking hilarious in that. Um, I I I remember the first time watching it, watching it like for real, like not watching it as a kid, you know, like understanding everything. Um, I did not recognize him. I could not recognize him in that makeup. And um, and then it's him. And there's a Tom Cruise, and then it's him dancing at the end because the credit sequence is him dancing to a to a ludicrous song, a really good one, the best one if you ask me. Um, 
and um and then i see it finally i'm like oh, they made him bald oh my god um minority report he he does very very well in that film if you ask me i'm um, rain man he does really good in that film really that's good. an art that i have so many films on my list it is crazy i'm guessing you have not seen these I I am so I'm like a child in term and I've seen over a thousand films. I know I have, but like I still have so many greats that I need to watch. Um well he's amazing in collateral, he's amazing in Top Gun. Um Jerry McGuire. Haven't seen Top Gun either. Mother I am not interested in Top Gun at all. Why? Um, Why though? Why though? I don't know, it just it just doesn't interest me. I I don't care about some Air Force flying planes or whatever. Well, I, it's it's considered one of the most man it's one of the most manly films ever made, and it became a classic for that. That and um, uh, and that and it's one of the more it has one of the most quotable lines I've heard in a in a in a, in a like across my life. I've always heard this is um I have the need, the need for speed or something like that. Um I believe I believe that's that's a um something like that line if the but, viewers um, could see my face right now i am cringing yeah 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 that's like, that, that's that's been him across this entire thing um uh, but a few uh, good men a few good men um well, I we think, talked about cruise talk about cruise um, let's talk about jack nicholson what's your favorite role from him uh there's quite a few um by guy go with the shining the Shining. Um, he's great in that. He he was a he was a tour de freaking force in that movie. He is so good, and I am so excited to see another one of his famous roles. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure the viewers have picked this up. But I have not seen this film, so that I think that adds a little bit to this uh, session. Um, yeah. you'll get yeah. a fresh reaction. Let's, let's I'll, I'll say say so. This is the the full format of the show, which we've teased long enough. <laughs> Um, um well um well i've already told you guys about the, the format actually and, and the season finale if you listen but if you didn't listen um this new series this is gonna be a new main series where um i take one of our guests and um, um ask them what a film what's a film that they haven't seen that they'd love to see either really good or really awful and um we talk about it before we watch it and then we watch it take a couple notes and then we talk about it <laughs> for as long as that goes it's um it's a fun format that i discovered um it's like i cannot i cannot um take the um the thing for it. i cannot because um it's a really it's from i i listened to it from musically explained music music musically explained um it's a podcast on spotify um great if you like musicals listen to it if you're if you're a theater kid listen to it if you like Lindsay ellis the youtuber you'll probably really like it she's on there yeah, she, she's the main. She's one of the hosts. I love Lindsay Ellis. Lindsay Ellis is, is, ama- is an amazing great. creator. I love, I love, I love her and and her videos. We all, I love her. But um, what was it? Um, amazing podcast. Um, it's still going on today. Um, she just uh, it starts out with um with her co-host Kavit Kavit Taharian. Um, um, he notoriously just does not like musicals, and she loves musicals. So she um she shows them she shows them musicals um and um they just talk about it. Except um we both like a lot of um we both like um movies so that so that um angle is not there, 
but um but with but with today with how interconnected we are there's a lot of takes going around and some people don't like a few good men some people don't like the social network some people don't like a lot of the classics you know a lot of things you know social networks a classic i consider it a classic it's been 10 years it's a modern classic you've never heard of it it's very good. I mean, I've watched it. It's amazing. Um, I it's just one of don't the most, know. It's one of the most talked about films of the past decade. I just don't know if I can consider it a classic yet. Um, like usually 20 years for me is when I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, well, I suppose. It's a, it's a modern classic. That's why, I, that's why I say it's a classic. It's a modern classic. It, it's going to be, it's a great film by a great director. Um, we should totally do like a, a Fincher uh, filmography. I want to do that actually. I want to do that. But I, um, I only have two more films of his to watch Alien 3 and Gone Girl, and then I'm set. Hmm. Maybe I can get a double on that. But anyway, my back. Ow. Anyways, uh, back to um A Few Good Men. Um, um that's the format of the show. Um Jack Jack Nicholson. Uh your favorite is on The Shining. I do not blame that at all. Uh, that is that's a really good choice um mine is always mine's always i'm never gonna have like a definitive one if you ask me probably never but um some of my favorites are um the shining the departed um chinatown a few good men easy rider um mars attacks i thought it was pretty good than that um batman love it love his joker interpretation one flew over the cuckoo's nest might be the favorite it might be like i, I love to watch that one too motherfucker i i you're talking i am okay guys so to give you an idea of her massive group i am like the most bare minimum member in terms of uh enjoying filmography uh or films in general like i have not seen a lot of the classics yet so bear that in mind but anyways with the i love say i um i freaking uh what was it? Um, we already brought it up on the um, on other po- on multiple podcasts before, but like I personally consider myself um, consider myself um, the maniac of the group. Yes, the maniac. Yes, yes. Uh, SDF probably remember last year we had a record for who would watch the most films by the end of the year. Oh yeah, that, that was the game, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the game. Yeah, uh, we kind of dropped it in February, but I think you, you won probably. Um, uh, Febu- February was my craziest month. You know, you know what was in February? You know how many? You know, you know what my count was in February? Probably like two hundred. Three hundred twenty-one. You were close. Oh my god! And you know, and and you average that out. You know what that is? That's eleven things a day. And here's the thing: I remember going through a lot <laughs> like going through a lot every day <laughs> his face oh my gosh i february was my craziest month of um, 2021 i had it was like the craziest month i've calmed down like across the year but you have well you're doing godzilla filmography right now he's yeah, I'll, I'll say that's at least two things a day for any of our viewers that follow him on Letterbox, he you should if you haven't already. You should. He's a pretty good reviewer. I used to have a Letterbox, but I don't anymore. Um, but if you want to follow I'm my I'm Discord, I'm about to look you up. Actually, I was about to look. Well, how come you? Don't, how come you don't have a Letterbox anymore? 
I, this must have been something I missed. Uh... If you don't want this to be recorded, that's absolutely fine. Like, like just say it, and I'll edit it out if you want. Uh, mental health. Mm. No problem. No problem, man. No problem. Man. There's no issue there. But um, um, Letterbox has not gotten to me yet. It's not gotten to me yet. I'm probably never gonna delete my letterbox because of how much progress I've made in the past almost like you like, like seven thousand, eight thousand films. Seven thousand seven thousand, I believe, three hundred films. I'm logged. Yeah. Not reviewed because I am not going to review that much. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, I might actually I might. But um I'm trying to be better at um logging everything. Reviewing everything, probably not, but logging everything, I'm trying to be better at that. Um if you have nothing to say, why say something? Yeah, exactly. Um, like, for, <laughs> I love that you guys dropped it in February, though. That's funny. That's funny. That's very it's a, funny. It's insane. Um, so I'm here, here's my question for you. When was the first time you saw A Few Good Men? First time I saw it? The first yeah. time I ever actually like, like physically saw it, I was nine years old. My father wow. had it on. I did not understand a darn thing about it. Never understood. It was on TV. My father was watching it because he liked it because of the scene. I want the truth because of that scene. Like, um, and um, I first actually watched it, you know, understanding everything when I was 11. I was 11 years old when I first actually watched it. And um, I really enjoyed it. Really good. Really good film. And um, that's, that's carried over. You know, I think the film is really good. Very, very phenomenal. I'm really excited to watch it um but, is there um, anything else we um, talked about nicholson uh nicholson uh let's talk some more about some actors um um thank you all for coming to my um my metal rock concert um demi moore do you know demi moore i know not a lot of people know about her but but um i think she but she's done some really great stuff I am not familiar with her, so um, you've seen Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? Like that's probably the thing that made us that makes that reminds us of her, like 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 that note that we know of her. She was the um. Oh my god, I keep forgetting names. Why do I keep doing Esmeralda? That? Esmeralda. Or, no. She was she was she was Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Um, she was Esmeralda and that, um, so you've seen her before, but, um, but you probably just don't, can't place her. Um, she was in Ghost. She was in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, Rough Night, um, Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> oh my. It's um, yeah. Um, St. Elmo's Fire, um, Deconstructing Harry, um, Margin Call, Indecent Proposal, Now and Then. She was in a lot of things. She had in a lot of things. She even directed, um, a few things. She directed- Really? This film called Five, I have not seen it, an anthology of five short films exploring the impact of breast cancer on people's lives. Ooh. Five should... is the it's the fifth film in the in seven films, and then seven was the final installment. What? So like so five is the fifth film in, in a series. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, and then seven, and seven was the most famous film in that series. You didn't know that. All right. What, what, <laughs> series are you, what series are you talking about? Nothing. I'm trying to be funny. Oh, okay. Phew. I was like, I was like, I was like, should be, I, was, I, was, I was like, this is going to be an episode now. Thanks, man. 
<laughs> I was like, th- say thanks, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> adding to my Godzilla marathon. Now I gotta watch this stuff. Well, the film's building up to seven, and seven was the most famous one because David Fincher finally stepped on, and that's when the franchise really took off. But then they axed it, so you know, it sucks. Jesus H, fuck! You just threw so much at me. Anyway, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is in this. Um, what's your favorite Kevin Bacon role? I'm sure you recognize him. <sighs> Let me look. Um, um, there's um, there's X Men First Class. He was great in that. Um, Crazy Stupid Love. He is. Friday Thirteenth. I think he was nothing in that. Um, Mystic River. Apollo Thirteen. He was pretty good in that. Um, <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. That that that's gonna be one of the weirder cameos. Oh, from a, from a R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. Yep, R.I.P.D. You guys can't see me right now, but I am hoping this man is joking. (laughs) What do you you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, I'm going to have to go with X-Men First Class from what I've seen. Um, I haven't seen Footloose yet. Why was that a suggestion? Why uh, was that the first choice? Oh, just to give our viewers a chuckle. That better have been ironic. Because I'm coming for you if it wasn't. I mean... You're two miles away. I I know. it's. I'm literally looking at him right now, not just through a computer, but through the window. It's really scary. Oh my god, he... Guys, this is insane. BC should come back on here, because honestly... I get why he's being recast. It's just, it's like Ellen DeGeneres environment here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was really shitty to me between recordings. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon. Uh, I, like, director. I like him. So I like him a foot loose. Um, the director, Rob Reiner. Um, for anyone who doesn't know that name, man, you are missing out. But um Rob Reiner directed these classics Princess Bride, Stand By Me, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, This is Spinal Tapped. Dude, like, this is, I love a lot of his filmography. Um, I haven't seen all of it yet, but, um, but the majority of it is genuine stone cold classics. And I think a few good men should be up there. I think it's a really, really good addition to his filmography. Um, for anyone, have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street? You know the answer to that. I, I, anyway, well, he directed he, that. I thought no, um, he didn't. No, he didn't direct it. He he starred in it, playing okay. um playing playing Leonardo DiCaprio's character's um father, and he's fucking hilarious. He is very funny. He's very funny. That's uh, Scorsese, right? Scorsese directed it. Yes. Okay, I um, still have to watch The Irishman. I never finished it. I. Okay, this is when when okay. So I was, there, I was gonna let you off the hook with Irishman when if you didn't start it, but you haven't finished it. Okay, so let's give viewers a history of Winter. Winter used to be a very different person. Yes, a very different person. Um, Winter, like are, you, are, you, are you talking about when we first met you, or, or yes, now? okay, or, or before we met you? You're talking about uh, okay. uh, well, when you met me because there's like two winters. There's really kind of innocent winter who 
was kind of a pushover and then there's current winter who is a very very different person which is good um, good on you good on you i remember i remember you took a break on um i remember you took a break on everything i was like yeah hope you're doing well man thank you but good, but good on you good on you good on you for for being for being who you are now we all thank like you. like i i'm the server didn't tell me to tell you this but like like they never told me to like like i'm i'm sure you already know that we love you my man we love you much love much love but um uh what was it but yeah rob reiner uh, uh he, he's oh, like irishman just... the reason why i never finished yeah, yeah, it. Irishman. Yeah, um i never finished it because i was just a very different person then um and it made me uncomfortable i probably would be fine now um so i will finish it eventually um that's my point you better finish uh, it soon like, you better like hell you like, like if you if like in our break you better finish the irishman I expect a full report of the Irishman. <laughs> Is that going to be our second episode we do? Nope. <laughs> Probably not, no. That's way too many. Like, that is way too many. Uh, what, it's like three hours? That's It's three and a half hours. It's three and a half hours. Oh, no. Yeah, we don't have time to do that. No, we will. Uh, we both was like, we will. But <laughs> you're finishing the Irishman before we record again. <laughs> you're finishing it. I don't care I'll, what you say. I'll try. I, I do have to watch a few good men a few times though. Yeah, yeah. Um but anyways, but Rob Reiner um Rob Reiner came um brings this whole collection of amazing of an amazing cast. Um um Aaron Sorkin wrote this. Aaron Sorkin did write this. Um I like I which is why I, which is why I kept saying um I was surprised that this didn't get nominated for 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 um best original screenplay. I was very I was very surprised. But um you know what can you do you know exactly Amer- for anyone who for anyone who is not in the know which i'm very sure all of you are in the know if i'm very sure every single one of my listeners knows who aaron sorkin is aaron sorkin is a very celebrated um screenwriter um he's written some of the most famous films of the past decade and across his career um he made the west he helped he helped make the west wing he made um the social network um what else did he make oh crap he made he made a bunch of stuff a lot of stuff recently uh, recently he released being the ricardos i did not like that film it ah i have no idea how you made a subject like that so dull no idea but he did it and it frustrated me to no end he did the american president 95 yes. yep yep uh west wing huge film or huge uh show that's a really yeah, yeah, if, uh, if you, let's say if you were around in the 2000s if you were around the 2000s you know that that show kicked up a bunch of like he did um, molly's game yes, or he i did. think we he, might he, we he directed that. it he he wrote he wrote and directed that oh yeah he wrote, he wrote and directed um charles chicago seven and he yep. wrote and directed being the ricardos uh being the ricardos is not good i think i'm the only person who thinks that right now I hope I'm not. <laughs> I haven't seen any. Re- I haven't seen any reception to it, like from audiences or critics. But it's not good. <laughs> Has he done anything else with Venture? Or the just Venture? No. Uh, no. They talked about doing a sequel to it. Actually, I read it. They did talk about it. somewhere. Yeah, they did um, talk about it, but but they're but they're not doing it so far. As, I, as far as I know, I know, I know I'm, as far as far as I know, they're not doing it. Andrew Garfield's so busy these days, being Spider Man. 
<laughs> I brought it in anyways. Uh, it's, January. Jesse, it's January. I don't. I don't think I need to put a spoiler warning there. Uh, yeah, I probably uh, will put a spoiler warning in there somewhere. He's probably, probably gonna be an amazing. They're they're doing an amazing Spider-Man three. I'm convinced of that. Really, I want them to do it, but I don't. As know long as it's good. Um, but with the original plans they had for Amazing Spider-Man three, like like what was revealed, I don't think it was gonna be good. No, it wasn't. Um, I actually read an interesting interview though, um, of how. How does this whole... about to superheroes? How does this happen? I have no idea how this happens. But anyway, go that's because I'm a superhero nerd. Um, shill. I'm not a shill. I'm a, I don't. Not everything. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm a shill too. I'm a shill too. Uh, we're all shows here. Um, even Precut is his Daredevil episode, his Electra episode. Yep. Fucking shill. His Electra episode was a Twilight episode, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, anyways, uh, but here's the reason, my brief reason why I think Amazing Spider-Man 3 is going to happen, even though this has nothing to do, to do with A Few Good Men. Um, Andrew Garfield was in No Way Home. Obviously, No Way Home made big bucks. Marvel probably isn't doing a Spider-Man 4 for a long time. Sony likes to have Spider-Man films every couple years because they like their money. So what's probably going to happen? They're probably just going to do Amazing Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Um, as long as it's good. And I think they're going to change their approach. Well, they were going to they were going to do Amazing Spider-Man 3 anyway and then they fired Andrew because of some bullshit reason. And um uh and then they got hacked by uh North Korea <laughs> after the interview. Oh, right. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah. That did. Wait. Um yes, that was. Was that so? Yeah, right. Or was it yeah, Columbia? That, well, I mean, that's a division of Sony, right? Columbia? I think so. Or do they collaborate with Sony? I think they... I think they collaborate because Ghostbusters is a Columbia Pictures. And that's not a Sony movie. But does Sony own Columbia now? Hmm. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could be does wrong. Sony own... Does Sony own Ghostbusters? Columbia Pictures. Uh, Sony to pay $3.4 billion for Columbia Pictures. This was in 1989. So, oh, yeah. No, uh, oh, yeah. TriStar, too, right? TriStar, too. Yeah. This is on LA Times. Um, they, 19, so September 28th, 1989. That's not that long ago. Um, uh, but um, anyway, um, yeah. Aaron Sorkin teams up with um, with Rob Reiner, with all the producers and all the cast to make a real, what I think is a really, really, really good film. Um, I want to see how I, I'm, I'm really excited to see your reaction, honestly, not see your reaction, but like, but like, but like talk about it. I'll, about it. I'll do this. If you want, um, I'll record my reaction after uh, I watch it for the first time. <laughs> And if we want, we could include that in here. Um, it's yeah, totally that, that'd be fun. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Um, just a be, brief, be, like, two-minute thing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sure. That, that works for me. Um, what is it? But yeah. Um, oh, wow. The outro music is playing. That means we've got to finish because we have to watch it. <laughs> we, we do. Got- 
Wait, and also because we we're, need we're, to. We're, we're, we're doing this really close to the bone, guys. So we're. Oh man. Oh my goodness. We're cut. We're cut this really close to the bone, like to the deadline. <laughs> we are. Um. So, anyways, uh, let's hear a message from our sponsors our sponsor, now. Anchor. Anchor. Anchor is sponsoring this episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Anchor, for this upcoming ad read. Uh, Winter, I'll see you um, a bit later when uh, when we when we have both seen it um, enough times for us to record. And I um, uh, can't wait to see your reaction. And I can't wait for everyone to listen to this episode because this is a trial run. And try runs always go well, right? <laughs> Ex exactly. It, it, they always do. Always, always. Um, but yeah, um, but for real, uh, we gotta go because we had to have time to watch Future Connect. We do. <laughs> we, are, we are so close to the cup, guys. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be fine. But, but yeah, um, see you, see you guys a bit later, and uh, listen to the Zadri. And welcome back to to this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Um, no time has been has been um, <laughs> changed at all. In fact, we are so good at this that it almost seems instantaneous that we've watched it and sort of discussed it. Am I right, Winter? Exactly. You are spot on. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. <laughs> Anyway, um, we just, um, just, just, um, it was a couple of days ago when we just, um, when we just, um, finished the first half of this recording. Five days? Oh my goodness. Ah, ah, ah. It's five days. It's been five days. And, um, um, I can definitely say that, um, lots of stuff's happened between them. And, um, uh, and, um, uh, yeah, it didn't stop us from watching a few good men though, which is what do you would you think it's a pretty good movie or a really good movie or maybe even a great movie? What are you thinking? Really good. It's leaning towards great. Um mm -hmm. it's real it's one I definitely want to unpack it with you. Um oh, great, 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 great. Because there is so much there are a lot of layers to this film. Um and it's a film that makes you think, and you really have to very true. Very true. It's got some really great moral questions. And I, for me, those are the best kinds of films that deal with, you know, aren't just Gray entertainment. That, yes. That, 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 it moves yeah. it moves up into that next um, level of dealing with morality, what's right, what's wrong. Um, I mean, a lot of the greatest films deal with it. Uh, let's yeah, see. Um, yeah, Dark like, Knight. Uh, Dark, Dark Knight's pretty great, yeah. yeah Citizen Kane um um the godfather deals with a lot yep. of great like like all all three movies like the first one was um was just establishing the family and having to make sure the family is a is going to continue to be established as the best family the second one is sort of a backstory and continuation of that and the third one is about the death of the family which is genuine like all of it's freaking phenomenal and everything adds to that gray area i like films that have gray area um as as the crux of the movie like like they play around with that i like those films because they are an extension of films are an extension of us our work our our um, entertainment our our heart our soul a lot of them are and um 
and um, films that ha- that go the extra mo- the, the distance with that in mind, that really does show that we can all deal with that kind of stuff because great world's a great place and everything like that. It's a very, very, very not, nothing's ever black and white. It's always it's always mixed. And um, seeing that in films is definitely we're like the 70s is probably the best time for you winter i'm not gonna lie like like you should study some some 70s cinema not just in america either um there's a there's a lot out, there's a lot out there in different countries that that are even darker but um but um a lot of films have um in the past have have dealt with the gray area and i think this film deals with it pretty darn pretty darn great i, I like I, I agree i think it i think it deals with this pretty awesomely and i agree that that movie's that deal with that are pretty are there are most time most times are top are cream of the crop yeah pretty much um uh, do we want to play my reaction uh yeah yeah let's or, play your here. reaction yeah yeah that's fine can... no 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna edit it in. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so i'm gonna edit i'm gonna edit in the audio um full disclosure i have not i have not listened to it yet um so at this point I'm going to play you the um I'm gonna play you the listener the audio and um during that time Winter's gonna play me the audio from from his end <laughs> he's gonna play me the audio from his end so that way we can both be trained at the same time uh we're gonna uh tell me when you're ready to start uh because when he starts I start I guess but yeah um ready yep all right um there is so much i have to talk about and i am so excited to talk about this film um just my initial reaction just finished it about 10 minutes ago um watched it with my family uh it was really really good um got some top-notch performances um let's see I'm just spitballing here, guys. But, obviously, the famous scene is so good. Uh, I want the truth. You can't handle the truth! Uh, It's great. It's... The film builds up to it spectacularly. Uh, There's an arc quote, but I'm not going to say it. um, Because I don't think we're going to get into spoilers until later on. But... (laughs) <laughs> some really good stuff got a really great moral dilemma that and i was th- thinking throughout um the film it was i was kind of processing it and trying to decide where i was on the issue because initially it was i was very much on the one side one side that the film wants you to be on and then eventually it convinces you throughout um kind of toying between these two sides of morality and you know your own sense of what's right or wrong versus what others tell you what is right and wrong um and really impactful stuff so i really like the conclusion the film arrives at also um it's very nuanced and it's the and it's kind of a both sides of the argument um where both sides win essentially in in this whole um dilemma that's going on. So that's really the thing that hit me the most. It is a very deep film. Um Aaron easily Aaron Sork Aaron Sorkin's best script. Um haven't seen a lot from Rob Reiner yet, 
But that's basically all of my th- initial thoughts. I don't want to dive too deep into this. Um, but yeah, really good stuff, guys. Um, can't wait to talk about more. Aaron Sorkin's best script, huh? Hey, right, good, decent choice. That's a decent choice. I'm not gonna lie. My, you already know what my choice is. It's the it's the Social Network, but um, but it, um, oh, it's I like the Social Network, but I don't like it as much as most people do. Pain, suffering, anguish. Anyway, um, it, it's decent. It's decent. Um, decent, motherfucker. It's oh, uh, it's. You don't like it as much as we do. That's cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. I just like give me Zodiac or Seven or um, what's in our great Fincher film? Uh, Gone Girl's awesome. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is awesome. Those that one, awesome. that one was okay. Um, I, oh, go I was, fuck yourself. I was hoping for more than that. Uh, gosh, what's a Fight Club? Fight Club. I love Fight, Fight Club. Club. Awesome. Fight Club. Fight Club. Awesome. Um, but anyways. This isn't a David Fincher podcast. This no, is a uh, so few good men. Um, do we just want to jump into spoilers? Because it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, not to beat around the bush anymore. Uh, we both highly recommend it for the listener. And if you have not seen the film, trust me, watch it before you listen to this. Like it is yeah. very much worth it if you ask us um i guess we'll start now um give the give the listener the one that stuck around or the one that um the one that's already seen the film give them a quick rundown of the entire film like, 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 like okay like, like don't go into what you think about it just go into yep what the plot is so essentially it's it starts out um there are a uh i can't remember if he was if whatever his rank was um a marine serving in cuba uh gets a, private, a yeah. private thank you private santiago he is given a code red so to speak um by two of his fellow marines and um it's supposedly they claim that it was they were just trying to ha- to um get accustomed to their uh methods but he ends up dying they get charged with murder or, or not charged but um they are uh, court-martialed. Thank you, court-martialed. And one uh, one person in the navy, in uh, sorry, in the naval uh, investigation, naval investigative services, uh, now known as NCIS. Uh, gosh, what's the actress's name? Um, I can give you um, her name in the in the film is Joanne yes. Galloway. Thank you. Uh, D- Demi Moore's character. Demi Moore's character. Uh, she uh, t- thinks the case is kind of fishy. So then she asks um, some other high-ranking officers if they would look d- deeper into the case. They end up uh, recruiting um, this kind of hotshot. Uh, hotshot lieutenant. Yep. Uh, lieutenant. Daniel Caffey. Thank you. Caffey. Uh, Tom Cruise's character, and he really doesn't give a fuck about anything. He basically is just writing out his time in the, in the he's, Navy. He's just Tom Cruise. He's just Tom Cruise, honest to goodness. Yep. He's, he's just Tom Cruise. <laughs> and he's like, I don't care. You know, he thinks he can solve the case um, just like that. I give him 12 years. Mm-hmm. Or is it eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 years. And they'll be fine. 
Uh, but she keeps encouraging him. You should probably look deeper into this case. I think there's more to the story than just um, something that went awry. Um, and as we go further into the film, we learn that there is um, a lot more to it than just to um, Marines who uh, took matters into their own hands. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of it. Do we want to talk about the ending or are we going to talk about that as we talk about our thoughts on the film? I think we should talk more about our thoughts on the film and then go into it. And okay. As I say, then go into it. Because that ending, bro. My goodness. It? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so just starting off, initially the film wants you to think that these guys um, should be charged with murder, that they should go to prison. It's pretty cut and dry. Even when I started the film, I'm like, it's pretty clear. There's not really a case to be had here. It seems pretty cut and dry. Um, and that's what the film wants you to think. But as you go further into it, you start to realize that there's probably more to the story here. Um, and I really don't know where to describe it. Um, I guess we could talk about characters. Yeah, let's talk about characters. Because um, uh -huh. Tom Cruise goes through an amazing arc. Um, it reminds me, have you ever seen, it's with John Travolta, uh a civil case or a, yes, a, yes yep um by the way can you hear some voices in the background yeah or, but, but but that's fine the, i, I oh, can't I, I can hear them but i can't understand what they're saying so okay cool. my apologies my apologies cool. listeners um how would i describe it, it was uh, civil action it was a civil action a civil action there civil we go action. there we go okay um just for a brief just of the film basically john travolta uh is a ambulance chaser Emily. <laughs> yes and he soon were he sees these families um who uh, claim that this uh shady big business has been dumping chemicals into the water and it's affecting them in lots of ways some kids have died some people are uh sterile um all sorts of terrible things um and the event and he's used you know to just making a quick deal people get some money he gets some money boom done you know makes a quick buck and he changes throughout the film and grows a heart when he sees how awful this thing really is. And I would compare it to a few good men, only a few good men does it so much better. I agree. I agree. So much better. Uh, Cause Tom Cruise, the way you start off on the film, um, he's playing baseball, doesn't really give a shit. It is amazing. It yes. is a great introduction. Uh, and I think after that, you, you know, he, he's all cocky. He thinks he can solve this case like that. Um, you know, it's not gonna be a big deal. And yeah, Gallowagger was, was that Demi Moore's characters? Yeah. Galloway. Galloway. Thank you. Galloway. Galloway. And Gallowagger. And they have a great chemistry uh, going into that. Um, I feel like I'm kind of rambling here, but... 
No, no, no worries. You're rambling. You're rambling, but there is a sense to it because you're going across the film with the characters. So, okay. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Demi Moore and Tom Cruise have awesome chemistry. Um, the film is definitely co- like I wouldn't call it specifically a thriller. It's just definitely a courthouse drama. But yes. man, there. But but the film is very tense. It's very tense at a lot of points. At a lot of points, especially even even in the investigative parts where um where um uh oh crap um <laughs> completely slipped my mind. But um, there's some investigative parts where I just think to myself like, Jesus H, fuck, this is this means a lot, doesn't it? Like 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 like, like, like if they find something like 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 I've seen the film before, but but thinking but thinking if they like. If you were to think in the if you were in that story and you were just watching as an omniscient an omniscient person, seeing it unfold for the first time, you think to yourself, "This is going to be really important if they find something. This could be really this could be this could be friggin' um case cha- cha- um changing like like this is gonna this is gonna change from from a guilty verdict to a non guilty verdict or um or a, a jail or being free or or getting or 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 I'm not going to jail I guess yeah it. And that, um, who was the one guy who he ended up killing himself? Um, gosh, because they find him. Oh, let me look it up now. Uh, my apologies, listeners. No, no always. No always. Oh, it was a Markinson. 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 Uh, I was was trying to think of it myself. I was was, was like, what the hell? Because basically, um, to give viewers a little more of a reminder, uh, Tom Cruise, the turning point for him is when he starts to realize um, that, uh, gosh, it's Dante and what's the other guy's name? Uh, it was private. No, not private. What, what were we talking about? Uh, the two men who were. Um, oh, Harold Dawson and um, Loudon Downey. Thank Downey, there we go. Dawson. Uh, they're uh, just some Tom Cruise thinks that they were guilty and such, yeah. and then he starts to realize that I don't know if these guys are truly guilty. Um, and I think yeah. that I guess we could dive into the moral dilemma now. Essentially, these guys claim that they were just following orders, um, but giving. Uh, private Santiago, yeah, private Santiago, Santiago's. private Santiago, yes, private Santiago, uh, the code red and the code red is a punishment that the military gives to try and beat people into submission and, you know, yeah. to get them to kind of get with the program. Yeah. Um, and they claim that they were ordered to do that. And for a long time, it seems you know, that they might, but there's no evidence. So who really knows? Yeah. And yeah. The, the further you get into the film, you realize that there is a smoking gun somewhere. And at first you think it might be Wilkinson. Um, and he would have been <sighs> until he kills himself. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that really sucked. That's a big blow. Um, and then Tom Cruise goes into his little rant. And that was a bit, that was a big turning uh, point for his character. I would say there's like three turning points. Um, when he decides to take up the case, 
uh, like, like for real take up the case, not just, you know, make a plea deal. Um, then by, by he, claiming non by claiming non guilty to it was a really nice reveal. I like that. I like that. He's, he's, he's he makes the plea not guilty, and everyone's like, Yo, what you were just gonna make a plea deal, and then that was that's one of the first major progressions of, of Tom Cruise's character, um, Kathy. Yep. Like, I like, 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 um, and um, in many scripts with characterization, um, you can really you can really notice the um the character development at, uh, for like like at specific points um like because they because the filmmakers made it so so big but um i've always really enjoyed um that switch honestly that switch always really entertained me where i remember the first time i watched it, i just went oh shit this is going to get real real fast and then and then the film goes on and that was the point when when it just it hooked me. It had me, and it was not gonna let go. And it, it and it still hasn't let me go. Essentially, especially at, like like every time I saw the film, every time I watched the film, um, my mind always thinks of it. Like 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 it never leaves my mind. Essentially, and that's and what, I love films that can do that. And um, Few Good Men definitely definitely um does that with just that part, just that small part of him of a of someone who wants to make a plea deal, switches mind to not guilty hooking me in and having that effect sort of that that little domino effect across the entire film like i've i've like i love this movie <laughs> it's almost i would one of the most genius part of this film is that you go on the journey with tom cruise and the way you're presented the facts and the way that you yep. are um given information the only thing that was a little misleading um, was, or not misleading, but I think it didn't really follow the uh, general format they were going for with going on this journey with Tom Cruise, yeah. is the scene where we see Jack Nicholson with, Wilkin- with Wilkinson, I forget the actor, and Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, yes. And they, uh, Ken- Kendrick, Lieutenant Kendrick. Yes, Lieutenant Kendrick. And they decide, uh, they get Santiago's letters, um, Pri- Private Santiago requests that he leaves and he claims that, uh, was it Captain Dawson? Captain what was Dawson, his, no, it was, um, hold what was, was his up. rank? I do not remember. Um, let me look it up real quick. Hold up. Uh, I know says, he was higher than just, private. Yeah, it just says Marines. It just says Marines. Hold on. Okay. Because I know he I know he was uh higher up than most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um one second. I don't know. You said Dawson. Yeah, it, it's fine. It's not super important. Um yeah. but anyways, Dawson uh one of the men who's um court martialed. Um uh, Santiago claims that he shot over the fence and that's, or the, the wall. And that's the other thing, uh, a- after the film ended, I was thinking about, cause they never really do answer that, um, whether that actually happened or not. Um, I mean, it wasn't super important to the story, but it does kind of change my perspective a little bit, um, on some of the issues, especially on Santiago, whether he was justified or not and what he did. Um, 
because I think there's a good case to be made that Santiago, Santiago um, was not necessarily the best of character. Um, but that's something we can dive into later because then you got to get into the doctor's evaluation also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Tom Cruise, so essentially for the most part, you follow Tom Cruise on this journey. Um, and as you get the facts with him, you change your mind with him. Um, so that's pretty much how it goes. But overall, um, and then obviously his biggest, the biggest part of his characters uh, when he's uh, on trial with Jack Nicholson, or he's inter- questioning Jack Nicholson. Um, but we'll get to that in a sec because we're probably going to spend a solid 30 minutes on that scene. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's pretty, that's a just though you follow Tom Cruise on this journey. Um, and that's really a great part of the film. Um, gosh, of, 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 um, it all leads, um, everything that led up to that was, um, was because of, um, was because of the suicide that happened. The, um, the case against the case against whoever the case for, um, Dawson and, um, Crap, we just we just said his name. We just said his name. He started with a D. Crap, we just said his name. Hold up, I got it, I got it. I have, I have it right here. Hold on. We're sorry that this is <laughs> um it was um Downey, Downey. Um, yep. um the course the the um uh Markinson um um being really really ashamed that he they failed to pre- that that they couldn't protect a marine under his command. Um he commits suicide and without his testimony kathy um tom cruise's character believes the case is just done for it's lost it's completely done for he goes into this huge yeah uh, yeah he's he's drunk and everything about how about how he wasted time with by fighting the case instead of just getting a plea deal and then um and then galloway comes in and encourages kathy to call to call um to call um colonel jessup as a witness jack nicholson's character and and that leads to the a great scene that leads to a i great think scene, the most famous scene but before we get there i think we need to talk about um what led up to jack nicholson he is clearly portrayed in this film as a dick and a jackass mm-hmm. um the scene that really stood out to me my sister watched this and obviously as a woman she has a little bit of a different perspective um on things than me and the thing that she especially didn't care for is um, a scene where Jack Nicholson essentially uh, says some pretty derogatory remarks about women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, that was a pretty, that was a smoking gun on this guy's a class I douche and there's probably something to this. Yeah. Um, but essentially the, it's a scene where Kathy Galloway, and what's uh it's sam w weinberg weinberg hold on hold on sam 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 oh crap who is it oh, i don't even remember the actor's name but it's he's in a lot of stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh hold on um sam crap crap i uh why is oh wait si- pull- sam weinberg is that is that what you're talking sam, sam weinberg weinberg is, yeah yeah weinberg. why is he not pulling up on the chaos that's oh there we go pa- pa- kevin pollock 
Yep. Yep. What about him? Uh, he goes down with them, right? Yes. Yes, he does. Okay. He does. Anyways, um, minor part. Um, he's kind of important though. We could yes. have a good discussion on him. Um, but anyways, so they go down to Cuba just to investigate because Galloway encourages Caffey that, you know, at first he, as I mentioned, he's very, you know, kind of not here in the world, doesn't think there's much to the case. And she says, you probably should go down there. So he goes down there, investigates some things, sees, uh, Santiago's closet, um, his bedroom and whatnot has a little bit of a confrontation with Kiefer Sutherland's character who, uh, Lieutenant Kendrick, Kendrick, thank you. And he's kind of a douche to him. Yeah. But not as much as the douche as Jack Nicholson. So I guess now is the time to talk about. If, if I'll say there's, I'll say there's anyone that was made as a clear cut villain from casting to writing to filmmaking, like the angles that they have on him. on him um, in the courtroom scene where he is just sitting down on the stand and Tom Cruise is standing and standing strong. He's keeping strong while Jack Nicholson sits there sort of just thinking about how, how what is going to happen. I'm going to get this full court martial for putting me on here and all that. And um, uh, and um, the framing of, of how that scene is shot is very much like, like, like everything across the film for, um, for for um for Colonel Jessup, that screams bad guy, and I don't think that's a bad thing per se. I absolutely do not think that was a bad thing. It was sort of like a film was just like, it's sort of like the film was just like we know you know Jack Nicholson's in this. <laughs> like, 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 let's have fun with it, and then they did, and then it leads to probably the most compelling scene of the movie, if you ask me. Like, there's a reason why it's so so lauded, so so recognized, and everything. It's it's what people would call a verbal sparring with the questioning and all that. Like, like it's, 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 it's I'm not going to like for Aaron Sorkin, this has to be a top five of written scenes for him. Like, uh, I would say number one. Really? Um, number one. Good. Like, I mean, like it's in the top five for me. I have no idea where I'd rank it. I'd probably put it three at the, at the lowest. Social it's Network. A really good, it's a really good scene. Social Network really doesn't have any standout scenes for me. I mean, maybe the scene where Andrew Garfield um, yells at uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I ought to kill you for that statement. Oh, um, but anyway, we're not talking Winter about has, we're, talking, we're talking. Winter has mysteriously disappeared for the rest of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. As the F's two miles away. Yeah. Um, uh, he just flipped me off, guys. I'm really, I'm, I'm gonna go cry for the rest of the episode. Anyway, um, um but yeah, um, Jack Nicholson, and um, Jack Nicholson's not in the movie much. He's not really in the movie much. Like, like three scenes. It, yeah, three. Yeah, uh, he's not in it much. But, but he makes such, he makes such a distinction and standout in the, uh, in, in the best way possible in his performance. Like, 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 if you were to add him to any more scenes, I genuinely think that would have cheapened the experience. It would have, because you're first introduced him, introduced to him uh, initially just to get a general idea of what's going on here. You get feeling for his character. Then you yeah. kind of get a little confrontation. He is kind of a douche um, when Caffey and Galloway talk to him. Um, and then once we get to the scene, it's re- it's kind of like a... Th- 
like the three acts almost first act is introductory second act is building up the tension and then third act is the resolution and it's almost like those scenes are their own are almost representing the acts of the film yes yes and um uh, and um the penult and the penultimate scene the scene is the big blowout climax it's not the resolution but it's the climax and um pretty fucking great climax <laughs> pretty fucking great the, 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 fact, the fact that it all takes in one room and it's just two people talking like come on what the fuck <laughs> it it's the direction is so well um there and there's not even really any music um <laughs> and that's what works so well you don't need this you don't emotional need music. music yeah exactly it's you don't need simply it. uh just a lot of talking um honestly i can't we could just read the dialogue through right now because there is so much uh oh man I, let's just start with the beginning of how it starts out um yeah. So obviously there's a lot of tension built up already because we thought we had Wilkinson um, on and that would have been huge for proving that Dawson and Downing are innocent. And then we get to um, the point, you know, where he kills himself and that sucks because now we don't have anyone to vouch saying that they are, that they were just following orders. Yeah. And then we get to... Um, the point where they're like, let's court martial or not court, uh, let's um, put Jessup, call on, up. The stand. Jessup. Let's put Jessup on the stand. And it's huge for Kathy because for him, you know, if he accuses him of ordering a code red and essentially causing the death of this Marine, it could, it would destroy his career. Yes. Um, and obviously that's a huge change for his character to go through that and to decide what's more important to him, his career um, or doing what he feels is right. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's playing that with that morality of the film. Um, that's more of a basic question. Um, we'll get into the most interesting question the film raises. Yeah. Um, uh, but before that, um, getting back to the scene with Jessup. Um, so obviously a lot of tension there. And for the first half, it's a little back and forth, um, but just a bit, but it's all building up. It's just, um, it racks up every, every line racks up. It adds a weight on your, on, on the, on the tenuous strain on your back and it, and it keeps going. And then when the yelling happens, oh boy, oh my goodness. It's, and it's a perfect progression too. It's a perfect progression. Yeah. There's a back and forth. And then, um, and then the back and forth just goes from, from, uh, from subtle digs to bigger digs to freaking screaming at each other, and um, from two very, very capable, very talented actors, and even the ju- like, even the judge comes in as sort of moderator, but then he's just tossed to the side, and that, and and all for the name of drama, and the drama is so rich and so well spent that I genuinely think it's a, I think it's a masterclass in writing. That is not a hot take at all. If you are new to this podcast and you're listening to this episode and you're thinking to yourself, these guys have the same opinions as everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to defend against that. I like, yeah, I can't, I can't really say I have many hot takes, but um, 
and especially for this but um that's why i think this film that's why i think this whole film is compelling and i think this scene is probably the most compelling out of all of them it is uh there is so much to dissect but essentially uh oh i'll just list off some of my favorite lines um the thing that really there's a lot of humor in this film also and yes there is this scene has the funniest line ever um it's after kind of the first half of this um questioning where kathy um finally decides because this is a huge that's the biggest point in the film for him is when you know he he no the questioning isn't going anywhere he's not able to get nicholson to uh basically um confess that he ordered the code red so uh-huh. instead um it's at the point where he could accuse him and get out of him or he could uh just let it um die and he decides of course to no he's gonna do what's right and he's going to get justice yeah um and after that scene or after that uh little moment jack nicholson says to the uh, judge what kind of squad are you running here and (laughs) the judge says uh the the colonel will address uh, me as your honor or sir. I'm quite certain I've earned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is just uh, throwing it back in Nicholson's face because Nicholson yeah. was all about you'll address me as colonel or sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a little bit of humor, but it's really funny. Yeah, um, uh, the film. Uh, yeah, um, I cannot say the film is a comedy. It's nowhere near that, but um, it I don't, don't think that there's no levity in this. Um, because of the um cast that that was um that was a mask here, there there obviously is there is room for that um comedic um that sort of comedic chemistry where there's some jokes in there they they lay in some good punchlines and all that, and um uh from there yeah yeah um I absolutely agree that that's a really great exchange between uh, between Nichols and the judge. I think that's a really great exchange. And it seemed full of great ex- exchanges. But yeah. Um, then I have the dialogue right here. If you just want it, do you want to run through it a little bit? Sure, I guess. Uh, what do you um, have? I was like, where do you have it? Uh, I, it's just on Wikipedia, but it's it's pretty accurate. Um, Hold on. A few good men. Uh, We're going to do a read through, guys, of the whole film. I'm not gonna lie, I was not expecting to do this. So I just thought we could just pulling up some dialogue because honestly, the film's greatest strength is uh the writing. Uh where do you have it on the Wikipedia? I don't I'll I'll uh, send it to you through Discord. Yeah. Um but yeah, um great, 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 great scene directed by uh, Rob Reiner. Grandpa Baron Sorkin. Oh, there we I go. just sent it to you. Wiki quote. I gotta. I gotta look into this. Um, <clears throat> whenever we start quoting films on Discord, we'll just hold <laughs> this up. Say where are we? Say where is it? Ah, uh, this is just no, a no. point. Oh. Was it? Uh, it's it? uh, under dialogue. 
Oh. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but um, but hold up, hold up, hold up. No, oh, I think I found it. I think I found it. Oh yeah, <clears throat> who do you want to be? Uh, who do you think can yell better? Me. Okay, then then you're Jessup. I'm Jessup. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay, uh, where are we starting? Are we starting uh, at- a, mom- a moment ago? A moment ago, you said you you ordered. Yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to find it. Uh, just uh, a moment to go. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Oh, you're cool. You're cool. You are cool. Okay. A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched. That's right. And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you wanted. Crystal. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick ignored the order? Ignored the order. Any chance he forgot about it? No. Any chance Lieutenant Kendrick left your office and said, the old man is wrong? No. Any chance... Oh, excuse me. When Lieutenant Kendrick spoke to the platoon and ordered them not to touch Santiago, any chance they ignored him? Ever served in an infantry unit, son? No, sir. Ever served in a forward area? No, sir. Ever put your life in another man's hands and ask him to put his life in yours? No, sir. We follow orders, son. We follow orders or people die. It's that simple. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Are we clear? Crystal. Colonel, I just have one more question before I put Airman O'Malley and Airman Rodriguez on the stand. If you gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched and your orders are always followed, then why would Santiago be in danger? Why would it be necessary to transfer him off the base? Santiago was a substandard Marine. He was being transferred. That's not what you said. You said he was being transferred because he was in grave danger. That's correct. You said he was in grave danger. I said grave danger. You said... I recall what I said. I could have the court read back to you. I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me like I'm... Then why the two orders, Colonel? Sometimes men take matters in their own hands. No, sir. You made it clear just a moment ago that your men never take matters into their own hands. Your men follow orders or people die. So Santiago shouldn't have been in any danger at all. Should he have, Colonel? You snotty little bastard. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I'd will. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. The, the court, court will wait for... for an answer. If Lieutenant Kendrick gave an order that Santiago wasn't to be touched, then why did he have to be transferred, Colonel? Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. Objection. And when it went bad, you cut these guys loose. Your Honor. De- this is when you're this is when you're asking you had markinson sign a phony transfer order and you doctored the logbook damn it kathy you coerced the doctor consider yourself in contempt now i'm asking you colonel jessup did you order the code red you don't have to answer that question i'll answer the question you want answers i think i'm entitled to them you want answers I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. 
son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, you want me at that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide, then questions the matter in which I provide it. I'd rather you say thank you, and you went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job that... Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. Um, I think we're good uh, in there, but... Uh, yeah, we're good, we're good. That is the... That was uh, part of the scene. That was part of the scene. The whole, the whole scene. How long does the scene, does the scene go? It goes for like what five plus minutes, right? It, 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 probably, it goes for a that while. That was a pretty quick read we did, actually. Yeah. Um, Ugh, my head. It is so. Um, it is just so well done. Yes. Um, you can't handle the truth. I'm almost speechless on talking about, but honestly, it's just such, just such um, well-written dialogue. Um, and it's that smoking gun for the characters. Um, so I guess moving, I guess we can move on to the moral question now, because I think that's yes. actually the most interesting aspect of the film in, in the long run. Yeah. Um, even though that scene that I... Will admit I may have watched it once or twice after I watched the film. <laughs> good, good. That's, that's, a good. that's a good way to spend your time, my man. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so the moral uh, question. Um, obviously, um, I'm assuming all of our listeners are who are still here have watched it. So the moral question, of course, is you know. If you follow orders, um, is that incriminating? Do you deserve to go in jail, go to jail for it? Um, or should the men who gave you those orders go to jail? Um, and I really like the resolution this film arrives at. Cause again, at first you start off with these men should be imprisoned. It seems pretty clear as you get more of the story, you learn that Jessup is a dick. Um, you learn that it, they probably were ordered to do this. It seems kind of clear that, well, they may not be guilty. It's, I think it's probably the higher-ups. Um, and it's really, it's so thought-provoking because at the end of the day, yeah, they were following orders, but they've demonstrated before that they will not follow orders if they think it's morally questionable. Um, and I think that was really the worst part um, for them, for 
Dawson and Downing. Because uh, they de they demonstrated before um, that they will not follow a, co a code red because they think it's um, not okay to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and th that's earlier during the questioning. It's probably about twenty minutes, maybe even thirty minutes before we get to the Jack Nicholson scene. Uh, but anyways, it's I really I love the conclusion that arrives at. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's satisfactory. Um, but, you know, it also, it, it really makes you think. And for me, I just, I love thinking through it during the film and trying to decide what's more important. Because, you know, I'm generally, I try, I, I'm generally someone who wants to follow what they believe in. I generally don't like to follow um what other people tell me to do yeah um i think that's pretty common in our generation i guess <laughs> yeah but actually it's even common in millennials and gen x but anyways uh we're gen z by the way yeah not boomers though no no so what do that... you mean boomers um boomers initially they question government 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 um some of them did with vietnam because a lot of them yes. protested mm -hmm. um it's kind of interesting to me how at the time they were pretty progressive but now we view a lot of boomers as not quite as progressive as us um uh, but that's a whole different topic uh yeah. on cultural and uh generational um trends anyways getting back to the film uh raises great moral questions uh, and I, like I said, the conclusion it arrives as great, um, and how they're stripped of their, uh, rank, um, they no longer are Marines. Obviously that's devastating initially, um, for them because they said that they would rather go to jail than agree to not be Marines because yeah. that's super important to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Personally, I'm not that big on the military. Um, I do have to say, um, everyone that gave their lives for America, uh, your sacrifice could not be your sac your sacrifice could not be more um more more appreciated. Um, more I realize that you're not listening. Yeah, 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 very important. While I don't think militarization is ever a good thing, um, had to recognize that, and I have to recognize that um the military has this um mentality that if you ever wanted to join the military you had that mentality of um of um that brotherhood that that um appreciation of life skills that appreciation of of um of living and dying by the field and um and living and dying for a country that you love and everything i appreciate i appreciate that that was really shown in all the light and in, in all the lights that you could think of in this movie like, yep. like it, it was, it's... it was, it was in the blood of the movie itself. Um, we can talk about the confrontation, the courtroom confrontation all day long, but, but the, the, the main catalyst for this film is that love for that, that love for the military, for the Marines specifically. Yep. Um, the, the fact that, um, that so many people, that so many people have, they share this, um, this um perspective with them um, with many marines and everything like that like like they see it they like a lot of people would say 
that their devotion to to that they want to go to jail rather than not be a marine than than rather take away their rank. Like like a lot of people would speak to that, and while I wouldn't do that, I appreciate that that was there, that that was mentioned, and not just that, that it is the blood of the entire film. The entire film asks about ranking, about ranks, and um and um how how far and like you said with the moral question, are we as culpable as the person and and, and carry out an action as the person who carried out as the person who ordered us to carry out the action? culpability really does run really it does like it's it's um it's not just for the military but um it runs as a moral thing for humans and um like you said like we talked about with the gray area dealing with that and putting and putting the uh, marines in there that's just man like really makes you think about the mentality and and, um and it doesn't really give you a side for the mentality honestly goodness it doesn't really give you a side to to choose like like like, like, should you like the militarism um um um, mindset or do or should you not like it like um um liking it would mean um having a pride for for the forces and not liking it would mean that the culpability is really rampant there I guess because you hear horror stories about what happens in the Marines and um, and all the core and everything like and I think there the film vaguely hints at these sides um there's the one side of these men are phenomenal which most of them are for for giving their lives um giving their time uh time away from their families um, I have a couple friends who their dads were in the military and they had months without seeing their fathers. And I just, I can't imagine that experience. Yeah. me either. Um, so it really, you know, there's a side of these men are heroes. These men deserve dedication. Um, and for the most part, it's generally deserved. Uh, and it, the thing that really hit me was when Demi Moore's character talks to uh, Galloway talks to Weinberg. Yeah. Um, and they kind of yell at each other because the case is starting to fall apart during that point in the film. Yeah. And she snaps at him. He snaps at her. And she says, um, why do you dislike them so much? And he said, because they picked on a poor kid um, who was defenseless. And then he later asks, why do you uh, like them so much? And she said, because they they, um, go on that wall every day, um, not knowing if they're going to survive. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that's the one side of the film and it really hit me. But then there's the other side the Jack Nicholson side of it. Yeah. The entitledness, the feeling of, you know, that the military is one of the highest powers that uh, he is, you know, some God for what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, it's the negative side of the military. The, when things go awry, when, following orders starts to cross a line yeah um and it's really blurry 
because uh, Jack Nicholson is your stereotypical uh, jackass. I would, say, I would say he's a mustache twirling villain, but I, I no, would say, no, I would say, absolutely not. I he he does have way more. Like we did say that he plays the part perfectly of of near basic villain, but he's not basic at all. He does have, like mil like like um having the 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 military be this much, in being so integrated in the film's core that it really does it really does um check off a lot of boxes that you would expect from a character like um, Jessup and um, like all that shorthand too, like everything that you hear from the case and everything. And then you see Jessup and then see the way he acts. It's completely natural. And it feels right because, because the film has given you that shorthand and everything like that, which is, which is more than phenomenal. When a film does, when a film does some form of shorthand that shows information so quickly and everything, uh, it's very, it's very good, but um, but there's sometimes when um, sometimes when that when that might be too much. Like um, oh man, I really don't want to, I really didn't want to have to do this, but um, Rise of Skywalker, for example, that film has so much thrown at you with such shorthand, with with specific with its cinematography, it has so much shorthand. It tells you so much from its cinematography that it's too much. It it makes you tired. It shows so, like. Um, there's a specific scene in in Rise Skywalker where um, where they where um the the main gang fall into um a sand trap and then they realize that this is a place where they had to where they had to meet someone who had to have something, and um that someone is dead and ev that someone is dead that thing is not there. Then there's everything else that's happening. There's a whole there's a whole long grocery list of everything that happens in the same shot. The the amount of information in one shot when you think about it it's a lot on your brain and if you felt tired at all during the film if you watched it, i did if you felt tired that's why because it showed it doesn't spell out the information but the fact that you learn about it that you know everything about it like like a lot of things that weren't spelt out um that's very well done but it was a bit much it was a bit much and a few good men does this perfectly with Jessup. We don't learn a lot about Jessup other than he's just your regular jackass. We don't learn a lot about him. And the reason why is because everything beforehand really fed into um, what who Jessup was, Colonel Jessup was. Yeah, I... For the most... A lot of the film is really just... I, I was going to say this earlier. He's kind of like Hannibal Lecter in the sense that you hear a lot about him in the film. A lot... You know, he's brought up a lot. There's a lot of, you know, just centered around him, but you don't see him often. And it's kind of similar. Um, You could bring up again with the Star Wars topic, Darth Vader. He's only in about 10 minutes of Empire Strikes Back. But, yeah. you know, I, I think there's a case to be made that a lot of the great villains just don't have a lot of screen time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, Jessup is no different um there's so yeah there's so much built around him there's so much built around him and um it's always it's always it's always um always great to see that um that to see that that such an imposing force be only mentioned and then when you finally see him and then he embodies that 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 big force man that is that's quality that's some quality shit right there it is uh <laughs> that's quality you fucked with the wrong marine but yeah, uh, um, that's sort of all I got. <laughs> honest, yeah, I think, you know, the morality is amazing. 
Um, we didn't we haven't talked too much. Um, uh, I guess we could talk about some of the supporting characters. Uh yeah. Galloway doesn't really change too much. No, uh, no, she, not at all. She stays the same pretty much. Uh obviously she grows a liking for Kathy, but I think she always did kind of like him. She knew there was a great lawyer in him. Yeah. He just wasn't taking the opportunity to um really show it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but she she's great um for the role she's in. Weinberg. Um, sir, he serves as the audience because you know there's different sorry. The stand-in, the audience stand-in. Yes, he is the audience standing because you have some audience members who are, you know, we're following along with Tom Cruise, but there's always going to be those doubts of, yeah, these guys were following orders, but still, yeah, they um, they yeah, did yeah. it. And he serves that purpose very well. Um, and for that, it works. He, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, the for him being the audience stand, for Weinberg being the audience stand in, um, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I really, I really did enjoy um that. Um, one thing I also really enjoyed now that you brought up stand in is that the film doesn't really take a lot to explain um to explain everything in the Marines. Like like Code Red is defined pretty hard, as in like as in like um like you said earlier, like with your definition, that was the definition in the film. That was the one big thing that I'm very sure not a lot of audiences would know, unless you were in the Marines or you know, or or Co Red is in other um is in other armies and other corps. But um, I'm very sure it is. Like I'm sure that's not a Marine thing. I'm pretty like I'm very sure it's not Semper Fi, you know. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I've always really enjoyed is that the film doesn't really talk down to you. It doesn't. It assumes that you already know a lot about about what's happening and um you know being court-martialed and everything like that that doesn't need to be explained like like um like it's a if you don't know it when you see it happen you could connect the dots easily like and the, and the film doesn't spell everything out for you that's one thing i really enjoyed and um, weinberg being the st- the audience stand-in is sort of like a reactionary type of thing um to everything that's happening yeah. and yes that's that's a that's a beautiful um that's a that's a great way to describe weinberg it's um really um yeah i really i i enjoyed weinberg as well i enjoyed i enjoyed him a lot um i wouldn't call um wow that's defeated my point <laughs> um sorry why wouldn't you call him the audience stand then what's that oh was that what you were saying you want to call him an audience stand-in? i would stand i would call him that it's um oh I, I was I was about um Galloway. Um, I don't think that she's a supporting character. More so, more so. Um, like one thing I thought that was really cool is um by not by a definition, not definition that I would know of. But I know a lot of people that would that would not that them really study film that they've seen this film. They would call um Jessup a supporting character, and um he. I think that's quite the contrary. I think he's actually one of the main characters. That's only because he sets the whole film in motion and so much of the film is about him. Sort of like how Hannibal Lecter is not a supporting character. He, like, yeah, like, Anthony. Like he, he, Anthony Anthony Hopkins is one of the main characters. Um, I won't, he won I won't, Best I won't, Actor. Yes, yes, he did. He did win Best so, Actor. Yes, he did. Sorry. I, um, 
Yeah, that is that is very true. He did win Best Actor, but um, but I'm very sure Nicholson won Best Supporting. I'm very sure he did. He won Best um, I'm very sure he did. But it's sort of, go ahead, go ahead. So I was gonna say, um, because I know Tom Cruise probably was considered the main character. Yeah. Um, and generally, uh, I believe the Oscars just follow. You can only have like one, um, one main actor, one main actress. Yeah. Uh, one um, thing. You, that, that reminds you of last that reminds you of last year with the Oscars and um, with Judas and the Black Messiah. They had no clue who was the lead actor for some reason. I have no idea how they like um um Daniel Kaluuya as um Fred Hampton and um and um Lakeith Stanfield as um oh crap. I'm awful at names for some reason. Um I've only seen the film once, but so you should watch it more. It's um, it's good. It's good. It, it's a good thing. It's 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 a great movie for everyone who hasn't seen it. Watch it. I prefer Trial of the Chicago Seven. Motherfucker. Yep. Yep. Up yours. Um. Um. Like Keith Stanfield. Um. They were both. They were both in the supporting actors. Um. They were both in the supporting actors, which really set me off. I was like, Like Keith is obviously the main character. We see everything through him. Obviously, it's obvious. And while I do think Dan Kaluuya deserved the win for, for best supporting actor, like by miles, freaking amazing performance. I loved his performance. Um, but I do think that, man, it really just pissed me off. That just, that just pissed me off. And now and Nicholson being best supporting actor, I was like supporting, huh? That's not, I don't, I do not agree with that. I, it works though. It It's at least he was deserving of it. Um, it is, yeah, he, he was deserving of an Oscar nom. He was, he was definitely deserving of that. But supporting, has he won talk, anything would, else? Yes, he's won. He's won best. He's won best act. He's he's um. He's we just talked best. about this last week. Yeah. Uh, so hold up. Um, oh yeah. Um, Jared Nicholson is one of the most nominated actors ever in the um, in um, Oscars history. Really? Yeah, he's won. Yeah. I know John Williams is the most nominated uh, composer. Yes. Um, he, has... he, won, he won Best Actor for As Good As It Gets and One Flew Out of the Cuckoo's Nest and Best Supporting Actor for Terms of Endearment. He did not win for, um, for what? Two Good Men. He did not. He was nominated as Best Supporting. But the who won? Who, uh, let me see. I probably haven't seen it because, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold up. Uh... <laughs> 1993. It was a Dean Hackman, Unforgiven. We just talked about this last week. I know. Anyways, uh, anyways, I haven't seen the uh, Unforgiven. Um, Gene Hackman is great. As I, as I say, uh, watch, I say watch Unforgiven. It's pretty good. I um, next on the list is Schindler's List. Is, Schind- is, is Schindler's List? Is that what I heard? Yeah, would that be like an episode we would do? We could do though, or maybe, maybe that could be an episode. That could be an episode. Maybe that's a. You, you, that's haven't, a seen, you haven't seen it before, right? You have not seen it before. I haven't. Okay, that that might that actually might be a good. That actually might be a good one. That might be a good one actually. Um. Oh, that's. The... Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. But that film, I've heard that's a film you can only watch once. No, I've I've seen it. I've seen it four times but um because i know it's hard to digest it's very hard to, it's 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 three it's three plus hours about the holocaust yeah it's a very rough digest. movie it's a very it's a very rough movie but it's a rewarding movie it's a very rewarding movie yeah um, anyway um that's tangential uh getting back to our current topic 
Yeah. Uh, a few good men. Um, we were talking about Jack Nicholson. He should have won. Do you think anyone else should have been nominated? Anyone else should have been nominated for 1993 or the movie? Uh, for, for the movie. In the, in Aaron, I, think Aaron, I think Aaron Sorkin deserved a, a nomination. Not Maybe not the win, but I think he deserved a nomination. That's like... Was Johnson is this is where was Johnson nominated for Knives Out? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Best original okay. screenplay. He was. Okay. Which was which which was a good good nom. Good nom. I mean, who um, ended par- up winning though? Parasite. Which was in, which is in wait for, to, for screenplay for, for screenplay yeah for best original screenplay if memory serves right. Let me look okay. it up right here. Hold up. And then adapted best. was Jojo Rabbit. Yep. A screenplay 2020. Hold up. Parasite one. Yep, yep, I thought so. Yep. I haven't seen Parasite. Motherfucker. I I know. I know. I motherfucker. Anyway, well, anyway. Is it that... on anything? Parasite? Yeah, is it on Yeah, anything? it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. I guess I'll give that a watch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, a few good men. Honest, a few good men. Uh, what would you? What, what score would you give it? If you if you want to give it a score, you know, like I know I know some people don't give film scores, and all the power to you, legit, all the power to you. I had an older ranking of how I would do things, so I'm gonna tell you my my ranking of how I do things. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. Right. Great. Bring it back on the podcast. Bring it back for the first time, guys. Okay. This is a first time exclusive. Go. It is. Uh so the way it goes is Izzy Poo, referring to my dog. Um so that's at the bottom. Then there's um fun with alcohol. So that's like your Batman and Robins, your stuff that you know would be fun to mess around with. Then there's average. Then there's fun. Then there's what's like my B. My B would be uh it's great. And then my top is this is fucking amazing. And you know what a few good men is? Fucking amazing. This is fucking amazing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This yeah, is ha- fucking amazing. It that's good. That's good. That's a good that's a good choice for, 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 for a rating. That's good. My first Rob Reiner film, my You have not you haven't wait, you haven't seen Princess Bride? He did Princess Bride? Yes, he did. He did do Princess Bride. Oh n- never mind then. Well, this that's is thought, part of Princess Bride. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what I thought, bitch. He's, I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, have you not seen that? That's crazy. He's done quite a bit of. Classic. He has a lot of. He has, he has, he has five classics: um, Princess Bride, This Is Spinal Tap, and Harry Met Sally. Um, I've seen that. One. Good Men. Um, oh crap, crap! There was another one. There was another one. Want me to pull up his page? Yes, please. Pull up his pull up his page, please. So it's um, This Is Spinal Tap, When Harry Met Sally, Princess Bride. Few good men. There's one I know I'm forgetting it. I'm really upset about it. It's a film I really like. I'm very sure. I re- I'm very sure I really like it. Rob Reiner, Stand by Me. Stand by Me. Yep. Stand by Me. There we go. Five classics. He did All in the Family. Yes, he did. 
He's done Misery. Yes, he did do Misery Six. I don't know. Is that a classic though? I consider it a classic. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite adaptations of Stephen King. It's it's solid. Um, me and my uncle have a joke. Uh, I always left everything he says, so he calls me his number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, um, all right. Um, I'd I'd give a few good men a four a four point five out of five. I really really enjoy the film. I watch it repeatedly in our little break. I watch it repeatedly, and I still am not sick of it. I genuinely cannot wait until um, until I get to watch it again, honestly, because I want to show someone else the film. Like for the first time, I want to show it to someone else. I'm not gonna do a podcast episode on it, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh, this is a fucking amazing from Winter. This it's a four point five out of five for me, and um, this was a few good men. Um, for everyone that's listening to this episode right now, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I this is a new format that I want to do for the rest yep. of this season. Um, it was definitely fun to um, to implement. It was definitely it's this is this has been the most interesting um, episode development since uh, since maybe the season finale, or um, or those really lo- or the Bond episode, um, the the Daniel Craig episode. This has been a very fun recording for me. How was it for you, Winter? It was pretty fun. Um, I really, I've just been really busy. Um, but me and ASDF are pretty. We've known each other for a little bit, just like a, couple a year. Minutes. It's been it's been a year. It's been a year, right? It's been a year. Uh, I joined in December. Year. It's been about a year and a month. Jesus Christ! Uh, oh my God. but we've as uh, we quickly became best friends. Yeah, um, we did. <laughs> like, yeah, we did. We, uh, so anyways, um, but I've been really looking forward to doing this. Um, yeah, I've, I've wanted, I wanted, I want a winter on here for a while. I've wanted a winter on the, on the it's, podcast for a while. And when he, and when he told me, yeah, I could be your first episode, my brain just went, yes, he could be your, your first episode. Let's do it. And then, and then I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. And, um, um and I hope I hope the listeners enjoyed having me. I, I, um, I, uh, t- tell me in the com. Um, there's going to be a little comment thing. Leave a comment on what you like about the show, what you don't like about this format. Um, what and if you like the format, and if you if you don't, don't worry because this format will go away in season three because season three will be will be um, a different format. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's. This format's tiring now because it's it's yes, essentially it two different mm-hmm. sessions you have to do. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into podcast making, guys. A lot of work. Like uh, like, like like trust me, I'm surprised. I'm surprised my voice is still working after after season one. I'm surprised my voice is still working. Yeah, and we got tons of more episodes to record. Yeah, we have a yeah. I have a lot more episodes to record. Are, are we are you but, gonna do are, are we continuing with this format in episode yeah, two? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um it's just it's just like you probably won't be the episode two. No, right? I, I assume that. You might not be, you might be, I don't know. But um, but um your second episode will be Schindler's List, everyone. We're gonna do Schindler's List with 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 Winter and I. And um yeah. Ooh, outro music. Oh, that's this has been going on for a bit if my editing skills has been going well. Um anyway anyway thank you very much winter 200 I, 400 400 right it's 400 400 400, 400. 
Never gonna get that name right. Um, <laughs> thank you, Winter 400, for showing up. Um, <laughs> thank you for watching this film. Thank you for putting the effort in. I greatly appreciate it. Um, really glad to have had you. You're a great guest. And I genuinely cannot wait till we do Schindler's List. Can't wait to can't wait to break down with you on the podcast. I'll I'll Anything anything you wanna say anything you wanna say to the um to the to everyone listening before we before we stop? Heil Hitler. Don't Heil Hitler, but okay. (laughs) Um uh, in all seriousness, uh thanks for listening, guys. Yes, yes, thank you for listening. Um, and respect my authority. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, this has been the wonderful world of ASDF Batman. Um, that was Winter 400. I am ASDF Batman. You just listened to this episode, and I cannot wait to see you guys two weeks from now. Thank you.